Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can expand your sustainable and ESG opportunities with insights from leaders in the field. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for these weekly conversations about developments in this fast-growing industry. My guest today, Zachary Conway, is the founder and CEO of Seeds. Seeds is the exciting new financial technology platform that's going to give financial advisors and their clients a faster, more streamlined way to get really clear about their investment goals and how to integrate them with their core values. I'm excited to talk to Zach today because he's also a managing director of Conway Wealth, a private advisory firm. So he brings a deep expertise in private wealth asset management to his new technology platform. Hello, Zach, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really glad we can have this conversation today. And before we get into your new Seeds platform, tell us a little bit about what you do at Conway Wealth. Because from what I understand, the whole premise of Seeds comes from your firm's philosophy on how to balance life and money. Thank you. That, that's right. Um, you know, in the Conway business, we kind of think of this idea of holistic planning, not just in the traditional sense of, you know, tax and estate planning, of course, the asset management, retirement planning, charitable planning, all of those things, but, but more in the sense of, you know, connecting families, connecting with families beyond the dollars and cents. So the sort of non-financial areas of life. So we talk a lot about values and what type of legacy a family is trying to perpetuate and we actually spent a lot of time talking to these families about these areas of life and actually trying to quantify satisfaction in those areas. So, you know, literally how, how satisfied are you with things like your health and your personal relationships? You might make a lot of money in your job, but how satisfied are you with that job? How satisfied are you in things like your philanthropic impact? You might write big checks as a family, but, you know, is there sort of emotional resonance with what you're doing from an impact perspective? And I think kind of generally advisors sometimes think that those issues kind of fall outside of our job description. Um, but we think these issues, you know, not only are arguably the biggest determinants of, of long-term happiness for families, but at the end of the day, they're really um, you know, extremely influential to long-term financial security. So it doesn't matter how much you're worth, you know, if you have poor health and you're not going to be around long enough to enjoy what you've built, or if there are rifts in your personal relationships within the family that are, you know, going to be, uh, be a factor in, in your long-term financial security. Net worth doesn't fix marriages. It doesn't treat addiction issues. So we also kind of think that a lot of those traditional deliverables and financial advice are, are really becoming commoditized as well. So other than hopefully adding value, um, you know, to the family's lives, it's really a differentiator for us in, in how we approach those relationships. So this approach to working with families in their wealth uh, and personal lives led you to launch Seeds, is that correct? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, we, we actually, we had this very particular sort of gut check moment a few years ago uh, when we were at a conference, something called the Nantucket Project, 
where there's a lot of you know really visionary thinkers that kind of t- uh, share their stories and perspectives. And I remember uh, someone named Jason Flom. He's a music executive, but he, he's now really focused on criminal justice reform. He was interviewing um, Brian Stevenson on stage, and Brian's this incredible criminal justice attorney. And Brian was sharing his story and telling the audience about all these, you know, of course, really staggering problems with our criminal justice system. And it was really emotional. And, you know, we all stood up at the end and and gave a standing ovation. People people literally had tears in their eyes. And then Jason, you know, when the applause sort of um, got quieter, he, he looked out to the crowd and said, and just pointed out, many of you right now in the audience are supporting private prison companies in your investment portfolio, and you might not even know it, um, you know, because of course, through large ETFs and mutual funds, um, those, those fund companies are the largest shareholders of, of some of these types of, com- you know, some of these types of companies. And uh, it just kind of floored me because in a room full of people who are literally crying and applauding the efforts of these criminal justice reformers, you know, that's happening, right? There's this um, unintentional antithetical thing happening in their investment portfolios and just had this realization that if that problem exists kind of in this, in this little room during this presentation, I think that problem likely happens at, at scale. And then the realization in that moment and in the days after that, I'm in a position as a financial advisor to actually change that. You know, advisors across the country, we we literally sit in front of tens of trillions of dollars of client assets. And so going back to your question, in our business, we were already asking clients about what's most meaningful to them in life. We're trying to deliver solutions that align with those things. And yet, just because sort of the conventional wisdom of the industry, the investment portfolio was the exception to that rule, you know, and we were helping families with their charitable efforts over here through their, you know, donor advised fund. And then unfortunately letting them kind of unwittingly essentially negate those efforts through their portfolio. Um, And so we really recognized we needed a way to try to create values alignment across all of it. And then from there, you know, after we kind of recovered from that sort of gut check and that epiphany, it was, trying to address kind of two fundamental problems. And the first for us was, how do we have this, now that we know we need to do this, how do we have this specific conversation with clients? I mean, literally, you know, what words do you use in in bringing this up for the first time? When do we ask these questions in our process? How do we ask the questions? And then assuming even if you can kind of nail that down and do that in the right way, the second problem was then how do you take those inputs and present a portfolio solution that isn't, you know, completely cookie cutter, doesn't take you, and and at the same time, doesn't take you a week to create it. Um, And of course, trying to do that uh, in an environment where there are so many kind of supposed ESG investment products that aren't all what they claim to be, you know, so Seeds was very much a solution to our own problems in the advisory business. And at the same time, realizing those problems uh, weren't just, you know, they weren't unique to us. Zach, I'm curious, uh, because you haven't mentioned anything about this yet, but I believe that uh, Conway Wealth is a multi-generational 
asset manager, right? Uh, your, your father started it, I believe, and you are second generation. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And so, you know, us being a multi-generational business, dealing with multi-generational families, and that is that was definitely part of the genesis of, of Seeds and, and building out the business was witnessing these, uh, these families, these multi-generational families have these conversations about values alignment. And again, us as a father and son team being part of those conversations right in the middle of them. And so the other piece of, of that multi-generational uh, conversation is just inherently there's money in motion, right? So even if conventional wisdom of sort of taking traditional investment approaches has, 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 um, has existed within that family for a longer period of time, we're now at this inflection point within families. And that's not to say that previous generation didn't want to take this type of approach. It's more that they quite literally didn't know that it was an approach to take, right? But as we, as the families themselves and now us involved in the conversation sort of unwrap the potential of their wealth, uh, it's been interesting to see where we kind of collectively take it. Now, when you had the epiphany at this conference, was your dad there with you? We were both, we were both there. It was quite literally a, you know, um, look at each other, sort of stare at each other after the presentation, like a, you know, um, holy, you know what moment, um, you know, together. So, so from that point, we kind of took that back uh, that weekend to, you know, to our business and, and try to understand exactly what it meant. Um, and, and again, kind of that look in the mirror moment of, of how are we perpetuating this problem and how can we, you know, use this now, hopefully as an opportunity to change the paradigm. So it was, it was nice to, uh, and this fortunately has been true working with my dad since the beginning of the business to really be on the same page about what the problem was, how we can solve it, and you know how we can change change the industry. And Zach, remind me when this happened. When did this happen? This uh, this uh, you know epiphany moment that you mentioned. I had the same thing uh, halfway through my career as an advisor, but I'm just curious how long ago that was. You know. It's interesting. It wasn't that long ago, right? It was a few years ago, and so I think um, it, the, what's interesting about it to us, given that timeline, is we thought we were forward-looking, right? We thought we were kind of ahead of the curve, generally speaking, in, in the industry, in how to have conversations with clients around values and legacy creation and non-financial areas of life, and so. Again, that, that was part of the wake-up call is not just, wow, this is something that we're clearly missing in the business, but if we are, many others must be as well, right? So this was not a decade ago. This was several years ago, mm -hmm. and, and that was part of uh, the wake-up call is just how um, prevalent this must be across the industry if we really weren't getting it right ourselves. That's a great story. I, I, I hope that the advisors who are tuning in to this program today really let the, your message sink in because I think every advisor who goes through this kind of experience in opening themselves up and to the opportunities that a more sustainable approach, long-term approach to investing 
accomplishes for them and their clients. Uh, I hope people are listening closely to your message today. Now let's come back to seeds because I know you've also just recently partnered with Just Capital and Alliance Bernstein as part of your rollout of the Seeds platform. That's really exciting news. Congratulations, Zach. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, these very different partnerships, I'm sure, will bring valuable resources to your work. First, tell us about Just Capital. How does their consumer-based approach to research allow Seeds to tell a more compelling and complete story for advisors to use with their clients? Yeah, so the idea there really came about as we looked out in the industry at some solutions around what we would consider impact reporting and kind of seeing that it was either too generalized or at the other end of the spectrum, way too specific. And, and really at the core of it, neither direction was that a lot of it just wouldn't actually resonate with clients. So a big part of what we try to deliver with Seeds is, is an engaging story, right? That, that really is gonna reflect what matters to that individual client. And we approached just initially because we recognize that they're actually asking the question, right? They, they've uh, surveyed more than 100,000 Americans to really try to better understand what matters most to people when it comes to corporate behavior. And so those kind of broad scale insights you know, and what they're seeing on the ground uh, across the investor population, that really guides us uh, in what we present in the platform, right? Just generally, what, what should we be speaking to in general um, based on what investors are saying? And then from there, kind of underneath that core philosophy is the diagnostic that the advisor can take the client through in the seeds experience. And in that diagnostic, the advisor being able to define those specific impact stories for each individual client. So rather than kind of the smattering of metrics that, you know, the client may have never even considered before, but things that instead the advisor knows are going to resonate with the client because they've just assessed with that client exactly what sort of makes them tick. And then the other part of it is we try to, in terms of telling the story, um, and hopefully in an engaging way, we try to contextualize the metrics by presenting relative scores. So people want to understand you know, how they're doing compared to their previous portfolio or kind of compared to the investable universe. So we'll have metrics that sort of say, you know, the companies in your portfolio score better than 86% of companies when it comes to X issue, for example. So that's really, that's really the idea with the partnership is kind of having our finger on the pulse of, of how investors are thinking in general, thanks to just research, and then using their data to really present very specific metrics that, again, we hope resonate with, with, with each investor. That's great. Now, what about Alliance Bernstein? They have a reputation, uh, excellent reputation for quality investment management solutions and they have also have a track record, an excellent track record for corporate social responsibility. How do these help seeds make the case for technology-based ESG integration with RIA firms? Yeah, so Alliance, you said it, Alliance Bernstein's reputation in the industry is obviously a very strong one. And, and in particular, um, you know, in, in their 
um, thought leadership around ESG as a company themselves and obviously in, in the strategies that they run. And the thinking behind that relationship was we really need to move away as an industry from presenting ESG as an individual asset class. And so rather than having, when we present a portfolio or the advisor presents a portfolio through seeds to their end client, we can't have it be presented as one asset class that's only solving for what's hopefully a very you know, broadly diversified investment portfolio. And we, can't, we as seeds knew that we weren't gonna solve for being the, the manager behind all of those sleeves. And so given Alliance Bernstein's, again, reputation and, and ability to um, create these investment strategies, we wanted to partner with them initially for delivering a municipal bond allocation. So their municipal impact strategy is now presented within a total seeds portfolio. So for clients that may want or should have a municipal bond you know, exposure in their portfolio, we can now create that through the partnership. Then from us, in terms of creating that cohesive story, it's not just what's happening on the equity side or the kind of core fixed income side, but now where are your dollars going from an impact perspective through that municipal bond allocation and pulling in uh, Alliance Bernstein's research and impact metrics to put that in the total sort of impact story within seeds, um, you know, makes it, a more complex, hopefully more compelling kind of total uh, story for that end client. Okay, so now that you've got these partnerships going, uh, I want you to know that I, I did a demo of the platform recently and loved how it focused my attention on the important issues for financial advisors. What about from the client's point of view? Walk us through the highlights and you know, incorporate whatever you think is appropriate for advisors to hear. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, you know, just to go big picture for a second, our thesis about this entire endeavor with Seeds is that many investors still have no idea about this whole thing called ESG, <laughs> right? The reality is most investors think of investing still sort of as this intangible, non-transparent kind of cookie cutter process. You go to a professional called a financial advisor, you give them your money, you have this expectation that they're gonna sort of work their magic and grow that money. And that's, that's sort of it, that's the process. And so there's no emotional resonance in that. And there's no expectation that those dollars do anything other than hopefully grow over time. So you have more money in retirement to pay the bills. That's been the conventional wisdom of what investing is, right? So people don't internalize the fact that those dollars influence secondary outcomes. We all know that when we give money to a nonprofit, there's hopefully going to be a very specific, um, you know, values-driven effect as a result of give, handing that money over. We don't internalize that when it comes to investing. And so imagine being the advisor who reveals to that client that it doesn't have to be that way. That's really our core idea. And that, that investor, you can actually decide not to invest in companies that make products that hurt our kids or that pollute the earth. And so we don't necessarily think that advisors need to become experts in ESG. They need to become experts in engaging and better understanding their clients. And, and that's really where we see our role. We're not just a kind of quote unquote ESG company, we're an onboarding and engagement tool 
where you as the advisor get to reveal to prospects and clients that that old kind of cookie cutter process around investing that I just described. And again, what investing even is, has changed. And instead, so as the advisor, instead of asking a client just, you know, what's your risk tolerance, what's your time horizon, and here's your kind of basket of ETFs, like, like, other, like many other advisors do, you can take them through a much more engaging um, investment experience as opposed to kind of a cookie cutter process. process. And then from the client's perspective, I think the idea too is rather than just kind of pulling clients down a rabbit hole of optionality kind of overload with specific thematic issues that someone may or may not want to screen out of a portfolio, advisors use the diagnostic and seeds just to first understand who their client is, right? So what makes them tick? How analytical are they? How outward looking are they? How forward looking are they? And then after that, the client can prioritize fundamental values issues. So you and your client are kind of creating together this fundamental investor profile. And that gives you as the advisor, basically everything you need to tailor conversations, to really know how to engage your, your uh, client in the best way. And then on the other side of that diagnostic, the advisor can present that custom portfolio along with all those impact metrics we spoke about that, that are gonna hopefully best resonate with that client. Okay, so as we move into the, towards the end of our program today, Zach, uh, uh, Seeds is also acting as a sub-advisor to RIAs that are interested and launched last September with a $5 billion RIA that has 50 financial advisors affiliated with the firm. What did you learn from that experience that you're using to enhance the next launch? It's interesting. We really geared ourselves up for needing to focus on all of the misconceptions and basically, you know, geared ourselves, ourselves up to kind of go to battle on trying to, um, you know, work against those misconceptions around ESG and of course things like it's inherently going to underperform and all the things that we think are still issues in the industry. Um, that, that was kind of our focus. And then we found, fortunately, that advisors kind of get it, right? We, we've hit this inflection point in the industry that advisors have seen enough convincing evidence. Um, and so the market had kind of done that job for us, right? It, when, when huge asset managers across the space are validating this as not just, you know, the thing for the advisor who, or, or excuse me, the client who is desperately asking for an ESG solution, but potentially for everyone, because it's arguably fundamental to the investment process, that was very helpful for us, right? So that we figured that would be our, our, our uh, biggest challenge and it wasn't. And instead we pivoted to really trying to empower the advisor to engage, right? So. We checked that box of, okay, I understand. I believe ESG is a thing that makes sense that I should integrate into my business. Now show me how to do it, right? And so our focus has really been and will continue to be having a very clear prescriptive playbook for the advisor. Again, not to become necessarily an expert in ESG, but to potentially sort of change the paradigm about what that initial onboarding engagement process is. 
right? So not pushing an ESG story, but a story about how they can transform the relationship. Um, so again, getting really prescriptive in those best practices. Um, if the client asks this, what might you say? If, if you know, the conversation goes this way with a, you know, a particular investor profile, you may position it this way. And so that's, uh, that's, that's a big part of what we learned and a big part of what we'll continue to focus on in our you know, next uh, RIA relationships. Well, I'm sure that's very helpful to the advisor because as you know well, uh, from working with multiple generation families as clients in Conway Wealth, uh, it's really important to be able to address what everybody at the table is thinking and not just the senior members of a family or, uh, <clears throat> or the, the people who have been in control of the family's assets for generations already. So Zach, yeah. how can our advisor audience get in touch with you to learn more about Seeds as a platform, as well as do a demo? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so anybody can find us on LinkedIn uh, or just right at our website, www.seedsinvestor.com. And uh, they can, anyone can reach out via email as well. So it's just hello at seedsinvestor.com. Okay, well, Zach, we'll come back to this program and this topic again in the future. I'm sure you'll have much more to tell us after Seeds gets a couple more years of experience under its belt. And I want to say thanks very much to Zach Conway, the CEO of Seeds. And to our listeners, please join us again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Thank you.